0: Welcome to Enlightenedhood, a sacred space for mothers, mothers to be, and mothers by proxy to share how mindfulness and spirituality intertwine with one of life's biggest responsibilities, motherhood. Each week we will gather nuggets of inspiration, empowerment, and wisdom from wild and woke mamas who are tapped into their highest selves and raising the next generation along with the consciousness of this planet. I'm your host, Lina Lemos, founder of Enlightenedhood, a community of mindful and spiritual mamas committed to personal growth and divine sisterhood through our one-of-a-kind inner work membership and spiritual magazine. Welcome. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you mindful mamas, and happy Sunday. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast last week but I know I posted it on an Instagram story on the Enlightened Hood Instagram page that I've just been in this really beautiful place of introspection for the last month where I really haven't been as present on social media. I've been trying to spend as less time on my phone as possible and really just taking the little time I do have to meditate and go inward and journal and really figure out what those next steps, what I'm trying to manifest. And it also goes hand in hand with the book that we're reading for this month's book circle, which is Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein and just really figuring out what I want to manifest, how I match those vibrations and how I peel back those layers. So I'm matching that vibe exactly. And it's taken a lot of work because even though I've done so much work in the past year, it's it's a never-ending thing and new things come up, new things bubble to the surface and we have to work through them. And then as we continue to evolve, new obstacles come in our way and we have to cultivate those tools to overcome them. So as much as there's this common misconception that once you commit to mindfulness and spirituality, it's just green pastures and you're enlightened and nothing can stand in your way, that's not the case. It's a practice that we must show up for every single day. And I've really been pouring my heart and soul to it. And I just always think back to, I think it's in Rise, Sister Rise, It's either in Rise, Sister, Rise or Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell, where she says, don't forget your seasons. We all have our seasons and we have to have those seasons in order to learn and grow. So for right now, it kind of perfectly coincides that it's winter, even though we haven't really had much of a winter in New Jersey. But having that time of stillness and pause and respite where we can go inward and, Not focus so much on flourishing and growth, but planting the seeds for that. And how can we take a step back in order to leap forward? And I think it's really important to remember our seasons because when we push, 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 which we were doing for a while to get the membership up and the whole platform up, now I'm taking that step back because we have everything and I really have to plant those seeds, sow those seeds to have a wonderful and bountiful harvest this year. (laughs) Uh, I love food. But anyway, something I'll add is that I've been working with my new animal spirit deck. And a card that I pulled yesterday, I've just been thinking about so deeply is that I pulled the cheetah card and it said, make sure you know your why before you start running. And I just thought that was so powerful because as much as we might know our why and we start to run (laughs) then it changes and we kind of have to shift directions and figure out how to move into that new why. And we just continue to pivot until we've stepped into that new version of us. But that's another reason I've just been looking so inward because I think my why has shifted since the last time I had really been putting energy into it and figuring out what that is and how I can better serve this community. And it's just a whole whirlwind of thoughts. I don't even know the right word (laughs) for it, but how we can continue to serve the collective, which is our new membership platform, how we can continue to find people who are going to give you the wisdom you need to learn anything you want to know about mindfulness and spirituality, how we serve you on your journey, how we foster community and everything in between. I've been working so hard on that because I truly want this to be your your hub for everything you need, your family, your library, your learning center, the, the group of women who is going to uplift you and help you rise and be there for you for whatever you need after you've committed to this life of spirituality and mindfulness. So it's been a lot to think about, but stay tuned because... There's a lot happening and there's a lot of big changes. We haven't gotten to the point where we're ready to release them or make those shifts. They're kind of still in that incubation period. But anyway, today my guest is someone that I connected with at MobCon in San Diego last fall, and she is a wonderful human and spiritual mama, Katie Malone. Katie is a digital marketer and Reiki energy healer who lives in San Diego with her boyfriend and son. It's a multi-passionate entrepreneur, Katie has found her purpose in both marketing and energy healing to help other moms find strategies that help them in life, business, motherhood, spirituality, and everything in between. Katie and I are talking a lot about today. She had a very similar pull as she became a mom, that there was really nothing that represented spirituality and motherhood. So she created it with Moonstone Mama and it evolved with her as she changed what she needed in terms of support in motherhood. And Katie and I talk a lot about what that really looks like and why we can't be so hard on ourselves when we're having this practice and having these rituals. Katie also shares the key crystals that we need as new mamas that are really going to help us hone in on our practice and can give us some good vibrations and why it's still important to find times for stillness throughout the day, even if you can't commit to that 5 a.m. routine as a mama. So here's Katie. Tell me about the beginning of Moonstone Mama and how your motherhood journey and your spiritual journey kind of came together to create Moonstone Mama.
1: Sure, yeah. So, even before I became a mom, um I was always interested in Reiki and energy healing. I remember like even 10 years ago I started buying books about energy and just trying to understand um I guess the universe and how it all works. I knew it affected me and, um, yeah, I wanted to get to know more about it. So in let's see, the summer of 2016, I started taking a Reiki course and originally I just wanted to learn Reiki and understand it for my own healing purposes to kind of get to know my body and my, my relationship with energy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Reiki level one is. Um, and for anyone who's listening who's not familiar with Reiki it's understanding the energy centers in your body or the chakras in your body, learning how to check them and to balance them essentially like in a nutshell um, so right after I completed my Reiki Level One course about a month later, I found that I was pregnant mm. and it's what's even more interesting is a few months before that, so I, I signed up for this Reiki course, and I had this this deep feeling in my gut that I just I needed change like life just felt like it was kind of kind of stale um and it was happy but like I felt like there's just something more that was destined for me and I remember crying one day just really asking the universe what is it I'm ready for it bring it and it brought me the Reiki course and then it brought me my pregnancy and so if that isn't a, you know like a divine answer I don't know what right. it is. wow so that's how I got started And then throughout my pregnancy, I continued to train. So after I got my level one, I knew that, okay, this energy healing stuff is really powerful. I can't just keep it to myself. So then I enrolled in level two, which is learning how to um, give energy healing to others. And I completed level two. And I, I believe I started my mastership before my son was born. So throughout my pregnancy, I was learning energy medicine, how it how it resonated with my body, how I could give it to others. Of course, I was giving it to my son and my belly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the mastership just deepened that practice and layering on different techniques, learning about angels, um, learning about different um, tools, sound medicine, plant medicine, the tarot. And I can honestly say that you know, in my postpartum period, I did experience some depression and anxiety. But when I remembered that I had this amazing tool, I was able to get through kind of some of the tough stuff Mm -hmm. um, and really apply that that knowledge to postpartum. Yeah, that's
0: what I was going to ask. I was very curious how when you were learning all this and it was almost like you were going through all of this while you were pregnant and becoming a new mom, how you applied it to your postpartum. Yeah.
1: So at first, I'll be honest, like I was... Like we all are when we first become mothers, you're just surviving, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and some days were really hard. Um, I had the postpartum anxiety where I was constantly watching to see if he was breathing or if he's awake. And I didn't use the tools right away. I started to feel really, really crappy. And I started to blame myself for feeling really crappy. You know, why do I feel this way? I'm supposed to be really happy and excited. And I was, but I just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then I just remember having like a light bulb moment, like you have crystals and tools and Reiki, you can use this. And so I started giving myself permission to take the time to slow down and use the energy medicine. And what it allowed me to do was focus on my chakras. So each one of your energy centers or your chakras are related to physical experiences you have. So, say for example, or I was having issues with breastfeeding, and that's connected to different chakras, especially the heart chakra. So, when I stopped putting the blame on myself or my body, and I started looking at my chakras and how I could balance the energy, and in turn, that would help with whatever was physically going on, or even mentally, energetically, emotionally, um, it was a lot easier to work on healing myself because I took the the blame. And the focus off of me and put it on my chakras. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense, but it, it was really powerful as a woman, a very emotional, hormonal, <laughs> tired woman, to be able to take the blame out. And, you know, for some reason, for me, I guess my chakras, you know, they weren't me, even though they are you, but <laughs> to say, okay, I need to, I need to. Give as much love as possible to. um, We're going to work on my sacral chakra, heal that, you know, heal that womb, heal that life force giving energy center right in your belly, and work on my heart chakra, eat green foods, surround myself with anything that calls in the vibrations that will balance and align those chakras. And it just became so much easier to feel better.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. And then you started through you started sharing with other women, right. And helping them heal. Yes. So I decided, um, I wanted to teach
1: this as much as possible. Um, once you become a Reiki master level, that's kind of the goal is to you learn it and then you teach it and you give it. Um, so I created Moonstone Mama as a way to share all these little nuggets of wisdom. Um, not really as a mastership. Mastership is really like an intense training, but, where can I pull out pieces that the average mom that's maybe not super deep into spirituality yet, but is looking for something can use today. Mm. So maybe it's talking about one crystal that they can learn about and that they can use and bring into their life that will help balance a chakra instead of getting, you know, the whole, the whole gamut of the energy healing. And I found that was the easiest way for the moms that I knew and other moms on the internet to start kind of um consuming this spirituality and connecting it with their motherhood and it, and it really was resonating.
0: Yeah, I think you make a good point that when you aren't necessarily spiritual but you're intrigued by it it's kind of overwhelming and especially with crystals and reiki and energy and everything it's it's hard to get overwhelmed so I love that you were giving little pieces of information because that's how I had to start like learning one crystal and what it can do and one chakra and what it relates to it. and then you build on it and then it kind of just becomes habitual
1: yeah it's, it's easier for us to want to like learn it all and know it all, I right? Know. <laughs>
0: like, it never stops
1: time time is a factor in that just like everything else um, but yeah, just getting to learn one crystal or one color or just one aspect, like, um, you know, different music that you can listen to that helps balance your chakras. If that's what calls to you. And that's the other thing is, um, th- these are all just tools that we can use to help heal our own energy and different tools speak to different mm-hmm. people. So teaching all those different mudras and mantras and affirmations and all these different tools that will resonate differently. Right. Different. Different moments, but that are easy. Like you don't have to, you don't have to leave your house. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you might have to order the crystal or something, (laughs) but (laughs) for the most part, it's a practice that you can incorporate into your busy, sleepless,
0: you know, new mama day. So I think that was really important. As new moms or just moms in general who are looking for those, because I get asked this question a lot and I never know how to answer it. What are those key crystals that we need?
1: I would say the number one is the rose quartz. So that's, it's like a pink Mm -hmm. quartz and it's a really good overall balancing stone, but it's a good heart chakra. And in new motherhood, we're building new connections. We're, we're building a connection with our child. We're learning how to love ourselves and our bodies in different ways. We're building a new relationship with whoever our partner is, you know, that's going to change. So having that vibrational energy and that, um extra support for your heart chakra is really good. Um, the moonstone, mm-hmm. which is and and the, the uh the name of the business, moonstone mama. That's a really good feminine healing stone. That one's good for pregnancy, fertility, but then also postpartum. It's all about healing, not feminine energy, feminine power, and femininity. if that makes sense. Yes. So those are the two best ones. Um, I guess I can give you one more. Amethyst is another one of my favorites. That's an overall um, kind of clearing, balancing, beautiful
0: purple stone. I know I've said this on this podcast before, but I have a rose quartz problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have, and I just cleaned out my nightstand and I pulled out like 10 different rose quartz. Uh, but yeah, they're scattered all over my house. I'm definitely a rose quartz junkie.
1: There can't be too many. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> the more the better. If you need them, that's the other thing too about crystals is if you ever go into a crystal shop, you don't even have to know what you need. You can put your hands on the crystals and let them speak to you. Whichever one feels good is what you need. So if your energy has been calling for rose quartz and you've attracted that many to you, then
0: let them be there. Let them support you. Yeah, I always do that. And then I end up buying way too many. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about how has, I mean, the, the Moonstone Mama, it did it start? I mean, it sounds like it started very early in your motherhood journey, but how has it evolved with your spiritual journey and your motherhood journey since?
1: That's a good question. So, in the early days, I felt like I really needed Moonstone Mama and I didn't find it. Mm. So, I created it to. One, it was a creative outlet. I needed that for myself in that time. Um, early motherhood was a very, a very yin period in my life, where a lot of a lot of seasons of my life have been very yang, very high energy, very do do do. Mm-hmm. And those early motherhood days, I really allowed myself to slow down. It was a, a reflection, um, a really gentle creative outlet for me. And as I've grown in motherhood, I've needed that support for myself less and less. So Mm. I kind of feel like I've put a little bit less energy into it. It evolved from just being online or just being um, online to some in-person groups. I started with some local women. And so that has kind of evolved for me. Um, I found as I grew in motherhood, I craved more of that in-person connection Mm -hmm. and groups and continuing to support other moms in other ways. So that's kind of where I've, I've grown. I've, I'm also a digital marketer. So I'm focusing a lot on my marketing business and helping support other mom business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have plans for Moonstone Mama to grow in other ways to become more of a resource and to get out there because I know women, I know women need more, they want more, they're craving more of this spiritual information. And Uh, the internet's a really good place to get it because you can kind of, like I said, take it in those little consumable Mm -hmm. bites, those pieces. Um, so it will continue to grow. How
0: has your spiritual practice itself grown as you've grown in motherhood?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, it ebbs and flows. Um, it can be really hard some days Mm -hmm. as a mom to find the time to give yourself that calm, peaceful, you know, full 20 minutes of meditation or connecting with source and universe. So I found ways over time. I feel like to check in in little mini bites. Mm -hmm. Yep. If that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my son goes to preschool a couple of days a week. And once I've dropped him off at school, I do find myself in the car sometimes really checking in. You know, I'm not going into a full meditative state, but really checking in with my connection, how I'm feeling, kind of checking out my chakras. Um, I have a couple little index cards in the car. I know that's so like 1990s, but um, <laughs> I have some affirmations and beliefs that I keep on a little index cards and I keep them in like my center console. And so I have my tools ready. I have a couple of crystals in my car. So I guess I've I spread it out. Um So that it's manageable, but I can still stay connected. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a better mom, and I'm a better person, and I'm a better business owner when I take those little little moments to myself.
0: I think that's such a good idea. I I want to start doing that, having all of that in my car. Because you, I've, I mean, I'm not at that stage yet as a mom where you're the chauffeur, but but I do spend a lot of time in the car, and it can often be a place of anxiety and stress. Also the place you spend a lot. So that's such a good idea to keep it in your car.
1: But you probably have moments where um, your little one's taking naps, Mm -hmm. right? And you might steal a few minutes. So instead of checking Instagram or email, give yourself permission to hold on to your crystals and um speak into the universe some things that you want to manifest mm-hmm. and and just allow yourself like really short sweet and then you know baby's going to wake up and you're like back right, to reality
0: but Yeah, those are these tiny little powerful practices. I started having those little moments I have in my office, which is also my little Zen den. And I come down here and I pull cards and my dog's always comes down with me. So I pull his cards too. And we just have (laughs) a little quiet moment together. But you know, as a a new mom, it's hard to not feel that frustration when you wanna have that quiet moment. And then the baby does wake up, oh crap. But mm-hmm. it's it's hard not to feel like you've failed for the day when you don't get those minutes in, but I like that you said how you kind of spread it out, and then it's kind of just worked into your day, and it's not this strict time where if you don't have it, then the whole day is has gone awry, you know,
1: yeah, I tried to force that like early morning routine. Mm-hmm. I know it's spoken very highly of, it's, um, very popular these days to have the morning routine. And that just wasn't, I was getting more frustrated that I couldn't make that happen. Oh my gosh. And then I had to be realistic with myself that it wasn't what I necessarily needed. Like I could find that peace in other times in the day, and that was going to serve me way better than trying to squeeze in this routine. Yes. And of course, through every season of our lives and through motherhood, like that's, our schedules are going to change. And that's another big thing is just being accepting of mm. that. But yeah. you're speaking my language. <laughs> take <it. laughs> you take it when you can. And, <sighs> and then I believe you have a, you have a daughter, yeah. right? When she's a little bit older, you can, you can do it where, you know, you were pulling a card for the dog, but my son loves the Oracle cards and he'll pull cards for us. So you bring him in, bring her into it and continue that practice with them. We do little exercises where, you know, we do some breathing and we'll we'll sit with the cards.
0: It's actually really fun. I'm so looking <laughs> forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. But you're speaking my language because for the longest time, I mean, because I talk to women all day about their their rituals and what they're doing for spirituality. And every single person is saying, Oh, I get up at the crack of dawn, an hour before my children, and I'm doing this and that. And every time I try to do it, and my husband and I, it's now a running joke where I say, Okay, tomorrow morning I'm gonna get up. And then that's <laughs> then just something happens, whether my dog has to go out at 3 a.m. or my daughter's up at three. And I'm just like, uh, it never happens. So I love so much that you said it just didn't work for you that makes me feel a lot better that maybe I don't (laughs) need it either (laughs) I stopped trying to
1: force it and you know like everything's not going to work for everybody Mm -hmm. it caused me more anxiety worrying about whether or not I can make it or not being able to make it work and I was like what am I doing this for Mm -hmm. you know if I'm I'll find other ways to make stillness and to make you know organization in my life and I said I have like other little practices maybe you take that time when it's nap time because mm-hmm. that's kind of your well I don't want to say guaranteed because no child guarantees <laughs> naps but you know like the odds are are more stacked in your favor yeah. yep
0: so, I found my my maybe, best yeah. zen time is probably about 9 p.m Cause I'm like done working, done moving my body. And it's my time to kind of really soak in the day and get my Mm -hmm. mind all cleared out before I sleep.
1: Yeah. Take an Epsom salt bath and soak up those toxins. And, uh, yeah. I can't remember the last time I took a bath
0: i highly recommend i take them way too often the problem is that it just takes so long for the bathtub to fill up that by the time i've waited for it to fill up i'm like i'm kind of over this (laughs) but one thing i have been doing recently is putting eucalyptus oil when i take a shower and that has been amazing Oh, that sounds really nice. Just put a couple drops yes. in there so it, so it smells really yeah. good. And because I've been yeah, so congested with the winter that it just opens everything up and that's my tip of the day. Very cool. Yeah, I'll try that for sure. Do you have any, I know we're, we're kind of bashing the whole daily routine thing right now, but do you have, <laughs> do you have anything <laughs> that you do every single day? Anything that I do every single day?
1: Um, I do a brain dump or journaling or whatever you want to call it. Um, I feel like if you're a, if you're a high thinker, which a lot of us um, who are spiritual and connected emotionally, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on in your Mm -hmm. head. Um, So I highly recommend jotting it down, having a notebook, even if you don't look at it ever again, just getting it out of your head Um, and writing things, not the way that they should look pretty, but like really just, you know, letting things flow and come out. Um, I think that's my, my biggest one on top of the, just finding those moments mm-hmm.
0: of, of stillness and, and appreciation and gratitude. I love that you call it a brain dump. That's what I call it too. Cause I was trying, I, <laughs> I like to also say word vomit, but then my dad told me to stop using yeah. that term. So <laughs> so brain dump it in it definitely paints the picture of kind of like really just getting getting it all out of there absolutely yeah and I've found that it just helps so much and actually when I was a screen read screen writing major in college and for our my senior capstone class our writing professor our every single day she said that we should sit and write for at least 15 minutes and that's how we got all the garbage out and then the good stuff would flow Oh, and I think it's just, so I've always kind of used that as whether in journaling or just anything that you kind of have to get it out. And then I actually, I forget what I was watching, but Ed Sheeran was speaking to, I think it was the kids he, from, who went to the same high school as him. And he said, you have to write like a hundred bad songs before you get a good song. And it's just kind of the same thing. You just kind of have to get it all out before the good, clean, aligned stuff can start to flow.
1: Yeah. make sense of it or or don't just get it out of the way then
0: I found I don't know if you have you found this where do you go back and read it later sometimes I
1: they'll have like streaks where I'll just I'll like journal and just write and little notebooks and not go back for a long time and then I'll go back and be like
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, but I'll find that it just at the time it was just kind of gibberish and didn't really make sense of it but then it's so interesting to see going back and looking, whether it's weeks, months, years later, of how much has changed and where I was in that space, but how much I've grown and it has kind of all come to fruition. Yeah. As long as it serves you in the positive. Yes, yeah.
1: And you're not going back to at look at like, oh, Why was I thinking that? And yeah. Because a lot of that, when it comes out, I believe that it's, well, everything's energy, yeah. right? So when we get this energy out of the way, it's okay to look back and reflect as long as you're not attaching anything to it. So you're not holding on to something that you're supposed to be letting go that's of. That's so true. So yeah, just, I think it has to be, you know, whatever intention you come with when you reflect, um, it can be, yeah, really good to look back and see how far you've come as long as you're not like attached to that past version of you. That makes yeah,
0: sense. no, that's a very good point because I think... Do you know Joe Dispenza? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how much he talks about how so much of us being held back as humans because we're living so much in the past and so much of what we do on a daily basis is us being the past versions of ourselves, Mm -hmm. which I think is just fascinating. So that's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. And now I'm going to be very mindful of that next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, don't like hold attachment to it like, oh, I better not. (laughs) you <laughs> know, go in and see, you just, I would say well, before you open the pages, you set the intention, you know, I'm, I'm open to reflecting and, and seeing how, how much I've grown. And you set that intention to that energy that you're going to be kind of going back through mm-hmm. and you, you kind of guard your current energy. I think that's as simple
0: as it needs to be. That's a really good recommendation. <laughs> so I just thought of this, which I kind of want to keep doing on every podcast after this, but do you have anything on your spiritual bucket list? Hmm, my spiritual bucket list. Could be list. anything, anything you want to learn, you want to do, you want to experience. I've always wanted
1: to do yoga teacher training, even though I don't necessarily want to be a yoga teacher. I think there's a lot you can learn about Um the connection with their physical body Mm -hmm. in yoga teacher training. Um, And then of course I would love to travel to more like energy vortexes and spiritual places. So I've been to Sedona, which is a really powerful place, but I'm not a very well traveled person outside the United States. And that's, those are some serious goals. I mean, um, I want to look up like a list, but I'd love to go to South America and, and Bali and find those places where they're, highly spiritually charged and the people there appreciate the mm-hmm. energy and, mm-hmm. and and go probably stay for a while and experience it. That
0: sounds amazing. I think is it in Sedona? I know there's one place in California which is only one of two places in the world that has equal divine feminine and divine masculine energy. It's Ooh, I don't somewhere know. it's like on a mountain somewhere in California. I don't know where. And the other ones in England. Hmm. You'll have to look yeah. that look that up and oh, let I'm, me know. I don't know because that's something where I want to do. But if you're so close to it, it might be a good good day trip. Yeah, it's the weekend, right? <laughs> <Get away.
1: laughs> <laughs> hey, babe, I'm going to an energy vortex. I'll be back.
0: I may <laughs> or, or may not be back. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think from my experiences that. Just traveling and being, and I know you said, that this, said this, that the in-person became more important to you, that I think it is important that we have these in-person groups and groups of women who understand the energy and the spirituality. Would you agree that in Southern California, that that's easy to come by groups of moms who are into spirituality? Yes. Now I, I
1: say that having only been a mother while living in Southern California, but I grew up in Connecticut and I went to school in, in Massachusetts, not Massachusetts, in Maryland, in Baltimore, Maryland. And um, I think there's, from what I experienced, there was um, less of that community in those places. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know it's really it's really pretty big here in Southern California. If you, if you wanted to be a part of it, there's a group near you in person for sure. Um, we might have to seek it a little bit, but it's there for you.
0: But yeah. it's so fascinating because I mean, I grew up in the tri well, yeah. Tri-ish state area, upstate New York, and you're the same. Um, but it's, it's such a different feel here. And when I was in Southern California and we were together, and we were at MobCon, and I was just thinking, "Wow, these are the types of women that I created Enlightenment for to to find." And it's so interesting being in a place where it's easy to find versus you kind of feel like you're alone in a field <laughs> with no one nearby. Mm-hmm. What What was it like growing up in Connecticut? Was spirituality? Did you have any access to anything spiritual? I
1: I know my mother was always more spiritual than religious. Mm -hmm. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of talk of chakras and things like that. Um she actually used to take us, she'd go see psychics and palm readers and things like that. So she was always um in belief of that type of thing. Um, but I don't want to say it was super common. And I don't I don't know if it's just kind of grown in popularity like pop culture, but yeah, there really wasn't a whole a whole lot of that. I mean, Connecticut there's emphasis on healthy living and maybe alternatives, slightly spirituality, but you know, it's not really huge. I don't think or it hadn't been when I was growing mm-hmm. up. And definitely not in Maryland
0: in Baltimore,
1: right? No, not really. When I when I decided to move from Baltimore to um to San Diego, I was looking for roommates. So I kind of felt the urge to move here <laughs> for no particular reason. And I, fe- I followed that urge really and moved out here. My first roommate was a Reiki energy healer. Mm. And that was the first I got to learn about it. And she practiced or took clients in, in the house that we lived in. So I really got to like literally feel the energy that she was talking about and that was kind of my first experience with it. Wow. Um, yeah, she's also a medium too. So there was all kinds of <laughs> fun there stuff fun going visitors. on there, but I got like a crash course and <laughs> <laughs> everything, energy and spirit, but it was amazing. And I loved it.
0: And Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, uh, that that's my dream. To just like have, have the whole <laughs> house, have that, you know, energy and that safe space for the energy to flow and to be so connected.
1: What I believe too, I know um, you said it's kind of difficult finding people in your area and in the physical area that you're in, um, other moms that are in that in that space in the same frame of thinking, but energy is really powerful. And I think the more you continue to put it out there, and if you seek and ask the universe to bring more of these spiritual moments to you in in the physical world, that will they'll, they'll
0: find you mm. it's so true and it and it has been ha- it happened i mean over the course of this year virtually, but I have been working on the the in person <laughs> physical version of that, yeah,
1: it doesn't you know it may take some time, but for sure, whatever you're, what do they say? Whatever you're seeking is seeking Mm -hmm. you. And uh, once you like put it out there and invite those mamas to you, I think you'll find more than you
0: you think in New Jersey. I I was actually, my astrologer, Crystal, who was on this um, podcast in the first season, she was telling me how we astrologically have these skins that we live in I think they're like two and a half years each where you kind of embody the sign that you're in. And right now I'm in Capricorn, which is very entrepreneurial, but I think it's in January where based on my chart, I switched over to Aquarius and she said, you're going to, I'm going to start attracting a lot more. She called it weirdos, but that's my kind of people. (laughs) So I'm very excited. (laughs) <laughs> I love all the weird people <laughs> Unique, yes, unique. Right? I think weird is a compliment now Yeah But we do need to find a better word yeah. for it <laughs> I like unique Yeah Well it's cool I like, can we just see that happen for you <laughs> Thank you So tell me a little bit about What's next for Moonstone Mama Because I know you're really focusing on your marketing and is it it's digital marketing? That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea you have for transitioning Moonstone Mama is really great, and I know a lot of moms need it. So, can you tell me a little bit about it?
1: Yeah. So, when I created Moonstone Mama, I started you know creating content, kind of educational content. Um. And then I started working with other local mamas to do some events. So we were doing motherhood circles mainly. Mm-hmm where myself and um, she's a physical therapist, we would do these like eight to 10 groups of moms. They would come do some um, gentle movements to help with um, like postural alignment and so better breathing exercises. And then I would do some energy healing and we do Oracle cards. So kind of like an overall mama reset. And those are awesome. But events in person are... They can be mm-hmm. tough. Um, it's a lot of energy and a lot of time that goes into them, and kind of what you're talking about, there is a lot going on in Southern California, especially in San Diego. These types of events, breath work, mama groups, um, spiritual mama get togethers. And so what I would really like to do is turn Moonstone Mama into more of a resource, so gathering all these events that other people are putting mm-hmm. on and Putting them together so that women can find what they're looking for. And that'll, of course, include um, any type of postpartum support um, and really becoming like a maternal, postpartum, and motherhood and
0: beyond resource for women. I think that's amazing. And so many moms need it. Yeah. Yeah. Will you expand to the New York City area afterwards, please, so I can find all of them? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think, I mean, there's no reason to not accept, um, you know, nationwide and make this, make this a network, make it a, like a true mm-hmm. resource. I think there's a lot out there and no one's um, curated it yet. Yep, Except, At least that I've found. No, I, I haven't seen so, anything and I always look. So kind of a way to curate what what's already going on and make it available to more people
0: to connect all the weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. And I'm so excited for that yeah it's been such a pleasure having you on this podcast. And, as I warned you before, I always like to end this podcast on words of wisdom for any mama out there listening to this podcast and needs some words of empowerment or encouragement today. So, what are your wise words to end on?
1: Um, oh, man, there's so much I could say <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think. And I'm hoping other people give us too a lot, but just that you are enough. You are wonderful. You're a powerful, spiritual, amazing being. And give yourself time to reflect on that, be gentle with yourself, and at the same time, own your power.
0: Thank you for listening to Enlightenhood. For more wisdom from spiritual mamas like you in the form of guided meditations, videos, articles, masterclasses, and more, check us out at enlightenedhood.com or connect with us on Instagram at enlightenedhood. If you need a tribe of like-minded women to dive into personal and spiritual development with, check out our monthly membership where we show up, go inward and upward together. Enroll today at enlightenhood.com backslash membership for less than the cost of a yoga class. Until next time, you mindful mamas.